This interview was recorded in April. The offers in this interview have now ended and are no longer available. Welcome to a very special event tonight. Something that not many of us have uh, seen before or been involved in, but something as a business really passionate about having customers at the centre of our universe. Uh, my name's Stu. I'm here with Lotta, who's going to help us. Thank you, Lotta, for helping out this evening by monitoring the club talk, monitoring all the questions. And hopefully we get through the next hour um, all the questions that you guys have um, in regards to speaking to our, our CEO, a founder, well, the recently moved on CEO, but still founder of sportsbet.io. So let's, uh, let's cross to Tim now and let's introduce Mr. Tim. Um, Tim, thank you very much for your time on the Sunday evening. Hello, Sue. Thanks, Brian. Yes. Uh, I guess what all these guys have wanted to know uh, amongst a lot of things is um, who came up with the idea of wanting to open the sports bet, but most importantly, what was the theory behind Bitcoin based back in the days where it wasn't um, so popular as it is today? Let us know how that all happened. So it was basically about um, December back in 2013. Uh, we were involved with poker before then, and we were looking at, um, I forget it was a Satoshi's Poker or Seals with Clubs as a, a poker site with uh, with crypto. And a lot of the problems was moving fiat money around with net teller or money bookers and whatnot. And with the cost of processing, and we saw Seals with Club growing, we thought we should make a poker network. And we put some slot games up, I think they were Betsoft, slot games and people started playing on these slots and we're like well hang on this is working and it's um poker was going nicely but the slots were working further so we uh we're not turning the, the the poker side off and focused on doing the um casino and it's interesting we started bitcasino.io in january 2014 but i had two potential urls for it it was bitcasino.io or btcslots.eu and i was a bit worried it might be thought of as btcsluts.eu so that's why we didn't actually go with yeah. that one in the end <laughs> uh, and so we went with the .io and uh, we um We'd been in the, I've been in the gaming industry for 20 years, so we had a, a good framework of how to run you know, a fun, fast and fair environment. We'd had Curacao gaming licenses before, and so we knew what we needed to do in how to run a casino. And that was great. We really enjoyed it, and we really grew it quickly on the the Bitcoin talk. It was a bit of the wild wild west back then, but um, you know our claim was to always get people paid within one minute, whether it be someone's winning you know ten bucks or someone's winning half a million bucks um, in crypto. Let's get them paid within that one minute because, as a poker player myself, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. uh, as a gambler myself, as a punter myself, if I win, I want to get paid. So we really, we really focused a lot on how we um, move the running money around and and you know get the deposits in quickly. We, we were the first to go live with zero confirmations, um, so you didn't have to wait that ten minutes before you could get your bet on. Uh, and then if you did ever win, get your paid out within you know thirty seconds or a minute because we understand and what it's like being a, a, a punter ourselves. I'll just put this one on mute. Mm -hmm. um, it was about March. Vlad, do you remember what date it was when we, we uh, started building the sports book? Mid-March. Mid-March 2016. And I've woken up one day and I've come to the office and said, guys, I've got an idea. I want a sports book. And you've got three months to build it in. And... Um, 
The goal was to have it live by June the 10th for the start of the Euros in 2016. And I think we took our first bet 10 minutes before the France uh, game on that night uh, on the June the 10th and put it live. And um, we had a team of five programmers back then, um, smoking a lot of cigarettes and drinking a lot of coffee and doing 16, 18 hour days to um, to get it out there and launch the first uh, sportsbet.io. But we, we did that. And I remember looking back in the, the internet archives the other day and looking at the design for one it was crap but it worked mm-hmm. and then looking at the, the the jackpot we had i think it was like a thousand bitcoin jackpot <laughs> to whoever won that leading tournament at the, at the time i think bitcoin was worth maybe 300 400 euros back yeah, then yeah, so yeah. you know this is a, a quarter of a million dollar promotion um going out to the punters to try and launch ourselves onto the stage and well, what's a thousand bitcoins these days it's um a lot Lot, so, lot, yeah. lucky punter uh, won a thousand Bitcoin off us back then, and um, hopefully still got it. Hopefully still got it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Put a few bets on RCB or on uh, on Arsenal, um, and yeah, it was again just how do we give you guys the best possible betting experience possible? Um, you know, we're a bookmaker. We build a margin into every bet. So, you know, if you flip a coin, we're going to give you odds of a dollar ninety-five on both sides of the equation. And that's how the vigorous works on a bookmaking side of things. But how do we ensure um, we run a fair book? And how do we ensure when you do win, um, we, you know, you're paid out straight away? Um, and that, that's been the whole philosophy behind it. And I, I think the great thing is in sports bet, whether it be Joe Mack who runs the sports book these days, you know, he's a horse punter from probably the last, what, 50 odd years. And, um, and, and Stu, you certainly love your, your Aussie rules and your cricket. And I love my, 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 my betting on the cricket and the, and the footy. And I try and bust other books, which is good fun mm-hmm. these days. And, you know, Martin likes to get his bets on and, and Vlad as well. And Lot has been betting a little bit on the, the Pasapolco. What's the finish? Pasapalo. You Pasa put a few bets on the yeah. Pasapalo. Yeah. So, look, I think that's a great thing. We're a sports book of punters ourselves, mm-hmm. and we know what the punters want, and we try and deliver that experience. Um, yeah. I think last weekend we had a, a payout of 500000 Some bloke um, who was betting on Manchester United, where Man U went 1-0 down, put 250000 on it. Yeah. Yeah, and it, Man U came back and won, so it's a... $500,000 payout paid out within a few minutes, obviously, on the weekend. Being crypto, it's much easier to do that than the banking transactions. So do you think initially, Tim, when you guys sat down and laid out the first plans of what the sports book would be, the developers really understood how much work that went involved? <laughs> no, Tim. They had no idea. And I'll tell you what, neither did I. It was... Um, yeah. It was just, we know how to run a casino. We know how to plug in the BetSoft, the microgaming, the NetEnts, the Evolutions. We know how to plug... What could be different? <laughs> Plugging in BetRadar. This should this should work very easily. Um, no, no, no. We worked very, very closely with BetRadar and their managed trading service um, back then. And we still do work with them, although we've just recently launched our own trading engine um, to, to try and bring better and faster pricing in from different jurisdictions. So your Asian football will be different. Your sort of Latin American horse racing will be different. So there's not, I don't believe there's a, a one data source will capture all. So now as we've 
matured as a business in our sports book. Um, we're, we're, we're taking a lot of different feeds, and um, you know, we've got our a trading office in Tellum uh, in Estonia, where we are at the moment, and a, a trading office in Melbourne as well. Um, so that gives us that 24/7 coverage, um, and a very, very, very experienced trading team, um, which is great. Uh, it's funny. I think they they said um, they under, understand the risk profiling and whatnot, and they said, Tim. You'd always be welcome on our book. <laughs> and now I don't know whether that's just a compliment or they realise how shit a punter I really am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, one more thing before we head into the into the questions. I guess, um, as you've just mentioned, that uh, starting a sports book from scratch is a little bit challenging. I'm guessing the feedback you received from the customers along the way gave you good direction on what the customers wanted. Yeah, absolutely. And I think mm. that's the whole thing. It, it's how you approach it. It can be like a, a steel mentality that we can either, we can think we know best and we can deliver and just not listen to the customer and think, well, this is what I want. But actually, the right way to do software development is to jump on Bitcoin talk to get your beta testers, to get some of your VIPs giving you the feedback because the punters are the ones who are going to be betting on it every day. Mm-hmm. So even though we may have our idea of software iteration and, and what we think is market's best practice if the punters don't like that they're gonna go somewhere else i mean yeah. it's like the digital space it's interesting you know back in the day you have high street bookmakers if you didn't like that one at that desk then you could go next door or go next door and, you know you've got to physically leave that shop go next shop. online it's one click away mm-hmm. we must as a business do everything we can do to keep our players happy to keep them in the clubhouse um, by pro- continually providing that top service and taking feedback and i think for a player if you've got a chance to have an open communication channel whether it be on club talk or whether it be on bitcoin talk or whether it be on telegram with one of our vip agents there's actually something really empowering that you can say i don't like that it's shit it's bothering me guys i really like your site could you fix it up and then if you can turn that around and deliver that the next day or that the next week the customer feels really empowered that they've got a say in how our sports book works and it's not just us it's it's the, everybody a part of the sports book where your suppliers your customers the the traders the the operations team everybody's a part of making this this um, organism grow and taking that feedback in is really important and then for our developers to act upon that information really quickly um to, uh, to to give the best experience but it's certainly a way that uh, i've seen it happen and Absolutely, customers the center of the universe. Um, so let's quickly chat to uh, Lotta, we, um, who's taking all our questions down on the chat at the moment. Yeah, so we have several questions, and uh, don't worry, people who are asking questions, we're recording all of them and trying to answer every single one of them. And the first question was from Sojuner. <laughs> Sorry if I pronounced it wrong. No. What's your favorite gambling story, Tim? During the World Cup in 2018, um, we had a very, very big punter, um, good mate of mine now, and he wanted to put a 2.3 million euro bet on um, the football, which sort of went a little bit above the bet radar limits. Um, 
but we knew him um, and we took the action and it's um, quite a large bet to be quite honest to be taking but um, we, we knew you know, we could certainly handle it with our, with our uh, bankroll and we knew he was good for it and um, if anything it wasn't just about the money it was more about him wanting to beat the book and beat me and I'm like bring it on and uh, we're happy to take the action and if, if you win we'll pay you and if you don't well then we're ready for the next bet and um, it's uh, yeah, he's a lovely Chinese fella, and I actually took him to the World Cup final in Moscow, and I've met him for dinner in Macau, and met him in Beijing, and actually we're working quite closely with his company now, um, which it's almost we're almost like mates, but you know we're still it's like playing pokey with your mates. You, you're always trying to beat each other, but you have a common respect for each other at the same time, yeah. and that's what I certainly enjoy. But yeah, I, I think if my mum was to predict ten years ago, I'd be taking a two point three million euro bet on the football, <laughs> she'd be shitting her pants left, right, and centre. So, well, back at, uh, back before these COVID days, it leads me on to um, where are you going? Leads me on to. Um... <laughs> The, the question is, uh, I know you were very um, active in, in meeting customers and, and uh, having trips to the football. When you were there meeting the customers and uh, with other people of uh, sports bet were meeting the customers, did you have any side bets on the side? Like, was it like over a game of eight ball or something? Or over a game of um, I can drink a beer faster than you? So we had a, everyone a punter, do you think? Everyone's a punter. <laughs> and um, a couple of one really good one. We were at the Champions League final in Kiev. <laughs> uh, Real Madrid playing Liverpool, I believe it was. And we had a couple of VIPs there with us. And um, I, I sort of, I think I, I pinged Joe and asked him, you know, I need to have a, a good bet for when we're sitting watching the game that I can take a bet in Bitcoin. And it's <laughs> got to be good odds. Boost, you know, put, the, put the boosted odds on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was... Um, over two and a half goals to be scored and it was about oh, three and a half to one or something like that and one of the fellas uh, Ellie Pack, lovely guy is like what's the max bet Tim like, <laughs> shit, I don't know but I think I took a one, one bitcoin or something at the time it was about 20,000 bucks and um it was a, it was a fun bet, obviously. So, but he was putting a bit more a bit more into it. So, took the bet, and yeah, you know, then the the whole game there was this back and forth banter mm-hmm. between all of us, and we had a few I think Aussie guys who lived in Thailand at the time who were there. Um, Ellie Pack was there, and um, and the guys from. Um, uh, Moscow as well. Uh, I forget. Yeah, his father was uh, doing horse racing in Moscow. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we had a really, really good bunch, and we went out drinking afterwards, and we got on it, and um, they won the bet. And so I'm there. We're scanning QR codes at the, in the stadium <laughs> and sending the money. Bitcoins are flying around the, the, the yeah. national stadium there. And then what was fantastic about the night? We went out and we went to Buddha Bar, and we had a big table and a lot of drinks, and um, then went out further into the night. And you know, when I'm taking VIPs out, of course I'm going to pick the bill. Up and make sure everyone's uh, taken care of. And I've gone to get the bill. And Ellie Packer said, No, 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 Tim, I've won tonight. I'm paying for this evening. I'm like, mate, you can't do that. You know, you're my guest, you're my VIP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bullshit. We put a bet on in a good fair bet. I've won about 30 grand off you tonight. Um, it's my pleasure to do this. And I thought it's one of the really sort of most respectful things a VIP can do mm-hmm. um, and take care of the whole night. And it just means that it's not just sort of an us versus them, or it's not some corporate bookmaker bullshit here. It is where they're, at the end of the day, we all enjoy our sport. We all enjoy a bet. Someone wins, someone loses, but we can enjoy it and um, and do it in good spirits. So, yeah, it was a really fun one. But 
The other story is we're in Tokyo for the Rugby World Cup final with some Japanese punters. And um, we're having this beautiful dinner at the Park Hyatt where that Lost in Translation movie is set, actually. <laughs> and we were getting stuck into the 30-year-old whiskies that night. And the three male VIPs have brought along their wives to the dinner. And Japanese culture, the wives weren't sort of talking that much. I don't know. And I like to get everyone talking and excited and get going. No. So I've gone, right, now there's a bet for the wives tonight or the girlfriends. Um, and whoever can guess my age won a Bitcoin. Hi. And uh, so all the girls, they were all sitting there, ha. Bitcoin! Okay, okay! And the night started from there and yeah, won. Right. One girl picked it up and she won it. And so there I am with the QR code, <laughs> sending money back and forth. Bitcoin, and, yeah. and I remember we got back to Tallinn and uh, the CFO of the company, Corinne, goes, Tim, I'm just looking through the expenses here. And you've said here, one Bitcoin gambling loss, picking birth dates. <laughs> I'm like, here! It was awesome. It was a great night and this and that. Sports and, uh, special, yeah. Sports bed special, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, look, I think one of the important things, we like to have fun. We like yeah. to enjoy it. Um, win, lose or draw, that's not the results. The most important thing, it's about that journey of having a bookie and having our punters yeah. and trying to find that common language that we're all enjoying sport. People are not betting beyond their limits. Um, so, you know, you're, not, you're not, not putting the house on it, but you're, you're betting within your limits that you can enjoy whether you do win and I know every punter wants to win um, but not everyone does but as long as you're enjoying that experience and if we can add some value to that experience um, and go above and beyond what other sports books do then that would be our USPA unique selling point there that's uh, a marvelous story and um, well we had a bet the other day on our own um, our footy teams uh, you support the Cats I support the Hawks I'm the Geelong Cats and the LG footy and yeah. the SG's the Hawthorne Hawks I lost yeah, but I've been on the line, so actually I lost my 20 yeah. USD. So, USDT whether, yeah. just due. <laughs> so whether it's 20 bucks or, or a Bitcoin, it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? And um, so Turpy is online. G'day, Turpy. G'day, Turpy. We met in Moscow, I remember. We um, yeah. had a very large night in Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so great great to see you on this, uh, Turpy. We, we, Turpy and I go long back. In fact, Turpy goes a long way back in, um, in, in the coin gaming in, uh, history. Uh, joining August, I think 2016, was it Mr. Mr. Turp? I think that was about the time of, we had the Euros and that led into the, uh, I think there was some sort of Olympics at, about that stage as well. And Turp came on board and has gone on a few trips and met yourself, Tim. Yep. And um, also there's a few other guys on here, Slissy and um, Jockill as well, who joined in uh, June. Um, Oh, was it going? Uh, so the question from Turpy was, are we going to do VIP events again? I'm guessing once, obviously, COVID situation finishes, absolutely, because yeah. they're great. Look, it's one part yeah. I really enjoy about the job. It's not really a job, about the, the work we're doing, um, is doing those VIP events and actually going along. I mean... I love my sport. Stu loves his sport. Uh, I know Steve, who runs Bitcoin Talk, loves his sport as well. Sport. And, you know, we're watching at the moment. We've got the golf on one TV. We've got the footy on the other TV. We've got the IPL on an iPad going. We just love sport, full stop. So being able to go and share those occasions with our VIPs, um, it's, it's a really great experience because I've, I've always dreamed of going to World Cup finals and whatnot, but could never really justify it. But if we can go along and take our VIPs along there, have a dinner out, go to the football, go to the match, and go out for some drinks afterwards and get to know each other, I think mm -hmm. we're 
a great event um, in Baku. There was a champion, no, Europa, champ, you, yeah, Champions Europa, League final. And, I think it was yeah. Europa. Yeah, Champions Europa. League. Yeah. Chelsea were playing someone there. Yeah, and um, I couldn't make that one, but so some other guys from the from the company went along. And I just remember getting a telegram message at 7.30 in the morning that um, it was it was a good night, we've just got home. <laughs> at 7.30 in the morning, I'm thinking, you're out in the piss in Baku in yeah. uh, Azerbaijan and getting home at 7.30 in the morning. I reckon the, the guys, the, the team and the VIPs have had a good night and a good crack at it. So, um, Turpies answered your question. Yep, whether it, we go fishing in Croatia on the boat or um, go to maybe... Um, Roland Garris to watch the tennis final, yeah, or tennis. Um, we've got the obviously the World Cup coming up in uh, 2022 in Qatar. Yes, and yeah. we're, we're sort of planning. We, we hope to take a, a big crew of VIPs along to that. And my idea was I'd, I've been to Qatar to watch the Liverpool Flamingo game two years ago, one and a half years well, ago. Uh, online guy at the moment, Sai Joiner. So, um, yes, he went to Doha with. Ah yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was a, that was a great a great night out. But Qatar's a little bit of a dry um, city, except for the hotels. Yeah. So our plan is that we go and get a few villas in Dubai, mm -hmm. and then we just hire a plane and we just fly into Doha for the game, then fly back to Dubai because Dubai has a bit more action going on. So. Beautiful. I like to put myself in the customer's shoes and how would I like to enjoy it? So hopefully we'll be able to um, take, you know, five to ten VIPs along for a great trip to the um, to the World Cup and, uh, and enjoy that. But, yeah, it's good fun. It's... Um and it's great in a couple of ways. It's yes, the the VIPs can ask me stuff, but I can also ask the VIPs stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, why do you play with us? Why do you use Bitcoin? What do you like about the site? How do we improve our site? Mm -hmm. How do we have more fun together? So, well, one one of the questions from Slissy, who's a long time member, I think it was thirteenth of June, twenty sixteen, he joined up with us. Uh, he's up, his question is, when did you start learning about crypto and when did you make your first trade? So I bought uh, four Bitcoin in September of 2013 um, on Bitstamp. And I remember I sent 500 euros to some bank in Slovenia thinking, well, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, the Bitcoins were 125 euros at the time. And that was the first four. And I think there was... Um, there was stuff on Bitcoin talk about different wallets, and then someone did a, an exit scam on the wallet. Um, it was like trade.io or something. I can't remember exactly. And so it, it was a bit of the Wild West out there at the time. Um, but, yeah, as a company, we talked about it um, at Christmas dinner over vodka in 2013 and we launched that poker network with crypto in january 2014 yeah. and then bit casino came from there so um i haven't been that sort of active as trading i know a lot of guys and girls in the company when we're you know, when someone joins I'm, i give them the first 50 bucks for free um in crypto, uh, in crypto yeah. just so they're using their wallet they're understanding how the money moves they're understanding what crypto is and those guys back in 2016 or 15 getting there you know, I think there was a funny story um, uh, one of the guys played he we made a telegram bot with a wallet in it and we were trying to I didn't like having this 32 character um, address I thought it was hard that if I wanted to send you money I had to ask you to send me the address and I could then send it and I thought mm -hmm. imagine you had a telegram bot that you could simply send 10 MBTC to 
Stu's Telegram. So we went and built this um, this Telegram bot, and I remember we had a something on, and 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 Vlad had to pay for the taxi. I said, oh, I'll reimburse you with Bitcoin. So I've sent the ten euros to Vlad on Bitcoin, and the other day he pulls out the screenshot. It's worth fifteen hundred euros now. That ten euros. I said, oh, can I get fourteen ninety back then? Yeah. <laughs> or a taxi to bloody yeah, or a taxi and taxi down to Kiev from town or something, you know. Um, so yeah, it's what's been really difficult. Not not difficult it's been a challenge is that educating everybody in the company how crypto works mm -hmm. and why it's good but most people and you know we're a, we're a company of 540 people now so it does need to have those evangelists and the ambassadors of crypto within the company mm -hmm. to continually push it forward whether it be we now want to uh, enable cardano or tron or, or stellar mm -hmm. or, or the new coins coming out we need to be on top of it and as a company we can't just sort of relax we need to be on top of what's going on in the, in the crypto world and what do the punters want yeah at the end of the day so and they tell us i can our, i can tell us uh, no doubt about that i was on a call today and i can tell everyone that usdt on the tron network will be coming within a couple of weeks because wow. the fees of usdt on erc20 are a bit expensive at the moment there we go i think that was a question that came through from one of the customers yesterday or or this morning regarding that yep yep uh, so that's now put in place and we'll be cracking on with it yeah. Okay, one sec. Uh, so, Tim, I'll ask you just one question. I have to duck off for one second. Um, you mentioned you were involved in poker a little while ago. Um, is there any plans to have poker back on the side of all? And I'll be back in just one uh -huh. second. Um, we had poker on there um, for a while. There's a couple of issues I have with poker, being a poker player myself. Um, online poker, there's too much money going around then you had to reconcile but if you're on a network the money's got to be reconciled on a monthly basis and we, we were burnt really really hardly back in the day so i'm always worried that is that the best utilization of someone's time on the site now if we could get our own poker site or poker software and we could have that running for our guys only that'd be fantastic um the issue is if you're joining a network, you know, we, we need to bring customers into our site. Um, I don't want their deposits being sucked off to some shark on a different, um, you know, mm -hmm. a, 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 from a different operator. I, I don't want their deposits going over there because it's not good for us. It's not good for us to reinvest. Yep. Um, and there's, unfortunately, there's a lot of fraud goes on in poker. Um, certainly, I think we could look at some software to make tournaments uh personally i still i love cash games so i was playing to 5am on friday night um <laughs> playing cash games here and um I, I still love playing i just don't know whether poker is the right product for the um for the for the online environment um I, i've seen people using poker huds and um and you know hold a manager and it becomes this statistical game where it pops up this is the it's like a deep blue this is the best move to make and the, the joke is playing five cent ten cent you think this is not poker mm -hmm. i love poker where you're playing around a table you have a few drinks you're talking shit you're enjoying the social aspect of poker and if we could somehow bring that into sports bet as a, a part of the entertainment and the engagement we want to provide mm -hmm. that's what i'd like to see prosper but I wouldn't want to see it just turn into a, a massive poker site where you're losing the essence of what we're actually trying to do here.
Yeah, that's fair enough. Now, I remember at the start of the COVID uh, period, at the start of last year, we did have that poker product on site and we did use it to uh, engage with each other. And I think you played with some VIPs and some poker tournaments. I think yeah, I beat them all too. <laughs> I think Steve was playing with the Bitcoin talk forum guys on, on Wednesday nights and he was getting hammered there, but it was a good bit of fun. But it has its place. And regarding card games, so for the, for those who are playing uh, Blackjack 21, which is uh, a, a sports bet special we offer once a day per, uh, one match per day. Today's match was, it was Man U and Tottenham. So 20, Blackjack 21 means goals, cards, and corners. So if those three end up adding up to 21 points, you get 21 times your bet. Uh, if it adds up to under 21 points, you get your money back. It's a, it's a really great promotion. Unfortunately, a last moment today with the stats on 21 points, it crossed to 22 points. So people lost so their money. Dealer busts, basically. Yeah, customers bust. Hunters bust. Yes. Sorry, um, hunters. <laughs> well, the sportsbook manager just called me aside there and was wondering if maybe for a special occasion tonight we 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 void all the bets and customers get their their money back because it's such a unique opportunity to have you on. Good on you, Joe. Bloody <laughs> generous, mate. Well done. <laughs> it's a bad beat for the book. It was a bad beat. So the sportsbook manager will void your sports bet blackjack specials tonight. So congratulations to those who took part in that. Last minute bust from Mr. Power. I agree, mate. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so you're going you're gonna to get your money back uh, and um, reinvest it in the, the uh, Arsenal game, which is coming up next. All right, let's bust through a few more questions here. So we got a question. Um, well, do you like cricket? <laughs> it's the Pope of Catholic. Actually, one, one more <laughs> second. So there's a little stat about Mr. Tim that he held for a long time. And anyone who knows cricket or understands cricket in regards to scoring international hundreds will really appreciate this, this fact. So, Tim, maybe it's time to um, let everyone know. So... Um... Uh, having lived in Estonia for the last 18 years, I've been lucky enough to play and captain the Estonian national team. I was a decent cricket player growing up, but I've, um, I've, it's like a good red wine. I've, uh, I've, I've matured with age and <laughs> the wine's got better with age. And uh, yeah, in 2009, we applied to the ICC to have Estonia become an associate or affiliate? Uh, associate. Associate member. So the top 10 cricket countries in the world are associate member, affiliate members, and then up to 104 are associate members. And we um, we joined the ICC ranks at the, with the ranking of 103 out of 104 because Turkey, who joined in that year, started with a T, so they were 104th. Um, <laughs> uh, so we, we're, we're part of ICC Europe. Um, we play a lot of pathway events towards the, the ICC World Cup. And um, yeah, we were playing in an event down in Slovenia and Austria mm -hmm. at the time, 2011. And uh, I went out first drop and um, we're seeing the ball like watermelons and ended up hitting about, oh, 
13 sixes and oh, made okay. 100 off 40 balls um, in an ICC event. Uh, ended up being 113 off 45. And at that time, in Wisden, that was the fastest ever international T20 100 ever wow. made. So, um, yeah, I was um, seeing him pretty clearly that day. And I was lucky <laughs> enough to actually have my parents at the game oh, who came nice. to watch. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's very funny. Mum's like, oh, I don't like cricket and whatnot. And she brought knitting with her. Knitting? And she sat there doing the knitting on the sidelines. <laughs> I'm like, Mum, what are you doing? You know, Dad's there loving it because he's been you know, watching the sport all my life. And Mum's doing the knitting. And by the end, I'm on about 80 off uh, 35 balls. Mum's put the knitting away and starts getting all nervous yeah, and yeah. pacing around and whatnot. Don't get out for nothing. Don't get out. Yeah. And I hit the, I hit a six and it went straight down the ground and I was caught on the boundary line yeah. and the Slovenian player tripped over and fell backwards uh, over the rope and that gave me my 100 off, uh, off 40 balls. So... We ended up making six for 239 in that game and bowled Slovenia out for about 114. So um, it was good. And, yeah, now we're, we're back in. Uh, we're still playing. I think we're ranked about 72 in the world at the moment. Yeah. Um, we've played. We've got up to Division 2 in the European uh, 1. Just for context, Division 1 will have um, Ireland, Scotland, Netherlands, um, um, Denmark and Germany and yeah. Italy. They're some really, really good nations. Yeah. I do remember another funny one, though. We were playing in Corfu in Greece at another event and um, I was I had some really tough work on at the time so my mind was very fuzzled but I'm still trying to captain Estonia in the team and yeah. we go out there at an international Heat. level um, it was a hot day we've gone out there you had to put the sunscreen on and you know this is my excuse but sunscreen <laughs> on there and I'm oh, feeling yeah. I'm feeling it mid on we were playing on a ground which had a boundary at about 40 metres, and the Portuguese captain, <laughs> Ramachanga Shungafunga, comes out to play, and he's... Ronaldo's cousin, I believe. Ronaldo's cousin. <laughs> he's born in Madeira, maybe. He's come out, and he's gone to hit this massive six, and he's mm. mucked it up, and it's come straight down my throat, 25 metres out from the thing. Yeah. And, of course, I've done the old bang, shit, fuck, it's gone, and I've yeah. dropped him. He's gone on to make 157 in a 2020 game um, with this really, really tiny boundary. So, um, yeah, I wasn't the flavour of the um, the post-match meeting afterwards at the time. In the heat, yeah. But, no, um, I've loved, obviously, Stu's um, playing in the national team as well. And, um, yeah, we, we love playing every Saturday here in our domestic competition mm. and then love working with the ICC on how we can improve Estonian cricket and, um, yeah, building some ground. So if any of our punters want to come along and play cricket in Estonia, you're very, very welcome to um, to join us. Just uh, ping Stu a message on the, on the on the on the club talk, and we can see what we can organise. But we can guarantee you a, yeah. a great afternoon of cricket and a good night out afterwards. For sure. And um, just to follow on, uh, Deadly, thank you for um, thank you for your question. I'll, I'm going to have to answer this one because it relates to Tim's batting style. So, <laughs> Deadly's question is 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 Tim a slogger or a proper batsman? Um, the answer is he's a proper batsman, but a little bit uh, unique in the fact that Tim played a lot of squash as a, as a younger fella. So his hand speed through the ball is, is as quick as you'll see anywhere around the cricket field. So he can hit 100 metre sixes bigger than a lot of international players can do because his hands move so fast. And his eyes are really good as well. Um, but that was a couple of years ago. Uh, now yeah. it's more about uh, managing his innings, uh, yeah. which he's going to do this season. Yeah, not too many quick singles, though, Stu. <laughs> not too many quick singles. The hammies get tight. But no, yeah. Tim can watch and hit a, a long, long ball. 
Um, so yeah, it, it, it's definitely um, it was missing the IPL auction this year, but maybe next maybe next year. <laughs> but mind you, there is one very good story. So I don't know, you guys were watching the, there's the ECN, the the European Cricket Network. Um, Daniel what's Daniel Weston yeah. Daniel Weston's running it all, yeah. and it's it's broadcast live on fan fan code in India and whatnot, mm-hmm. and. We had a tournament this year in Estonia, and um, it was the first time I've ever seen court siding. So we're there mowing the mm. lawn with toenails, you know, making the grass absolutely perfect for this this wonderful televised event. And our groundsman, Big Trav, is uh, six foot seventeen and about two hundred kilo. The same with, yeah, yeah, the same with. <laughs> He's out there, and he goes, "Oh, Tim, I've got a problem. I've I've, I've found some guys hiding in the bushes yeah. with binoculars. What do we do?" And I said, oh, "I'll go and get a stick." More chase after them, and it was quite amazing that they were all there with the binoculars on Estonian domestic cricket competition being broadcast. There was half a million went on to Betfair on the on those games that we were playing, and the people had come there to watch the games from behind the bushes with binoculars just to get that five to seven second advantage. So, um, yeah, Trav went went after them with a stick, which is good. But the good stat is that. In a T10 game, I think I'm the first captain to have ever had a first slip for a T10 game for the entirety <laughs> of the whole game. <laughs> the first, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Uh, and it works because yeah. uh, you know everyone's everyone's swinging. You sneak up. Well, speaking of um, betting on and, and getting information on, on on cricket, obviously cricket is massive for Indian customers. Question from um, SK Master or Skmaster. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Sorry, buddy. Uh, he's interested in knowing. How are we going to attract Indian gamers to, I'm guessing, sports betting in general? Obviously, sports betting there in India is a little bit how you're doing on the, on the land, but you got the boats up in Goa slash crypto. So Big Daddy Casino in Goa. We played a bit of Andabaha there. Yeah, a little bit of uh, four aces in a row there. Yeah. But yeah, so attracting Indian gamers, gamblers to, to our site and crypto in general. What are your thoughts on that? So I think the big one here is the, the, the difficulty in moving money in India. Um, obviously, you've got your UPI, your Paytm um, to try and make your deposits, but we, we love crypto. We believe it's the future. We believe it's so much better for the punter that you can win and be paid out in one minute. And if we're not paying the processing fees, we can pass on more rewards back to the customers as well. Uh, it's better than the banks getting the money. So um, yes. one thing we need, you guys to do is to continually promote crypto in India um, and a, a, as it shifts from this sort of underground bookie agent network where you could go and put your money on put your few lakhs on in cash in rupees and then if you won you've got a man in the motorbike driving over and paying you or you've got to pay it back mm-hmm. how do we transform that that that, that the, the sort of economy to now becoming more of a deposit with crypto and and um, and deposit the money in that way so Obviously, the Indian government are a little bit um, antsy about whether they want crypto to prosper in India. But I, I think back to the prohibition years in in America when they said no one's going to drink alcohol, then every man and his dog were making alcohol in the yeah. back of the house. So yeah. I think if we're looking at that sort of massive Indian underground betting network, how does that transform and migrate across to a crypto network and how can we be a part of that? Um, in terms of... Our, our odds and our markets. Um, I've, I've been out in Dubai for a little bit recently, meeting with a lot of the big um, Indian bookmakers out there and how to help transfer their markets and maybe take some feeds from them so we can do a lot more sort of what, what's the under and over for an over? You know, mm-hmm. what's the under and over for the innings? Some of those more 
common domesticated betting lines rather than say what betting line would be in England or Australia. Yeah. It's a lot more localised towards okay. what they need. So that's one thing, bringing in those lines. But then also with our live dealer, um, actually having Team Paddy, having Ander Bahar, and really developing games, you know, games that the, the, the Indian folk love playing or have grown up in their childhood playing, mm-hmm. how do we bring them online and, uh, and, and take them to market? And even, you know, if we start looking at some of the Tier 2 cities, do we need to have the, the site in Hindi, in, um, in what's Shiva's language? Tagalog? No, not Tagalog. Um, Tamil? Yeah, someone. Urdu and all yeah, these Urdu, other sort yeah. of local, yeah. localised um, languages. Perhaps that's why we can sort of not just focus on tier one cities, but take it to tier two cities as well. Um, but, you know, we were there at the IPL final, took a number of our Indian VIPs mm-hmm. um, along, and we, we popped down to Goa, obviously. And we're as keen as mustard to grow India with you guys as you are to grow, to keep playing with us. So if there Isn't are any hints, it. we love it. And we've got Brett Lee, Binger, one of the greatest fast bowlers of all time. One of the questions here, Tim, just sorry to interrupt, because um, the Indian um, customers and us are the same we love betting we love sports let's get involved the question was uh, have you uh, did you meet brett lee uh, from ski master sk master um so unfortunately due to covid mm-hmm. um, we've only had a zoom call with him and you know it's, you're doing a business sponsorship call mm-hmm. we ended up just talking cricket for the half an hour we had with him you know and um we're very much looking forward i know he's in india at the moment but we're looking forward to this silly covid thing to finish so we can actually start traveling we want to get brett over to come and uh, play in estonian cricket mm-hmm. um we were talking to shane warne um uh, a year and a bit ago and actually at the the lord's test mm-hmm. i met him um yeah. And it was quite funny. I'm there having a chat. To, uh, I've known Shane for a while. who's obviously a poker player. Knows Joe Hashem, and I'm sort of talking to him there at the uh, at, at Lords. And some people come up and said, "Oh, can we get your photo?" I'm like. Sure, it's Tony Cricket Captain, you're welcome. <laughs> Shane goes, no, nah, no, nah. Tim, I think they want my photo home, mate. You didn't take 800 wickets. And right now, Warnie. He scored 100. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 99, didn't he? Yeah. No, so look, what we want to do is, you know, if we are going to do a VIP event at the IPL, of course, we'll take Binger out for dinner yeah. with us so we can just sit around eating our dal and eating our um, veg, non veg and whatnot, Chicken drinking some whiskey. Out, yeah. Chicken dinner as well. And talk cricket with Brett Lee, you know, yeah. and he's a, he's the most lovely guy you can ever meet and really, really positive, really energetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we're going to do as part of this series of um, AMAs, we'll be getting Brett on for an AMA um, yeah. in the near future where our club talk guys can jump on and ask Brett about his career. And then we hope Brett can then go and give Sachin Tanduka a call and say, hey, Sachin, do you want to jump on the club talk for an hour with me and let and he, he will interview Sachin and then have our questions and coming from our yeah. Indian punters as well. So we've got some really, really exciting plans. And I think for us growing up, cricket tragics, we want to talk to our cricket heroes. We want to talk to our, our, our clubhouse legends, but we want to actually share that with our punters mm-hmm. as well to really create this environment of entertainment and engagement, um, you know, that we can get that one step closer to our, our cricketing legends and um, be a part of the game. And as always, when 
we ever want to do something, we always involve our customers. So when Tim and I went to Hyderabad in, uh, was it 20, uh, 2019? 2019 to see the final, it was Chennai and, and Mumbai. And a cracking, cracking game as well. Game. We took our customers with us and they, they spent the, the, the night before with us, they spent the afternoon with us, and we're going to do the same. And if this time, uh, when we go and do it again, we can take five of you guys with us, we're going to do that. There's no doubt about it. You guys are the center of the universe. We need you with us. We need you to be an ambassadors, and we want to take you to cricket, and we want to listen to what you guys have to say, not just about our, our, our sports, but we want to hear you guys talk about cricket. What are your thoughts? What are your legends? What are your heroes? Yeah, who do you want to get on the club talk AMA next? Yeah, yeah. after if if we break, if uh, Brett Lee decides not to to be our ambassador anymore. Who do you guys want to be our ambassador? Because like Tim said, Brett Lee, growing up in Australia, Brett Lee was, you know, you just don't know how it's going to be when you when, when you sort of meet your heroes, but he is the nicest, Down to earth bloke, yeah. hardest working person you can get in, in for, 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 for an ambassador of, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's really, really great to meet well, him. One guy we've actually been in, in contact with, Brian Lara, Oh, as a potential uh, ambassador of sports, but a, a potential mm. um, a clubhouse legend. So uh, we might be having a chat to him soon, which That'd would be, be amazing. Potential trip to the Caribbean. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> Lotta, you want to go to the Caribbean to uh, sure. have a chat with Mr. Lara? <laughs> so tell me about the 400 you made, Mr. Lara. Ball yeah, yeah. by ball. Ball by ball. All right, so a couple more questions. They're starting to bank up here. Um, so obviously... Um, they're not so good now. It's COVID nineteen. How how has um, COVID nineteen impacted sports bets uh, from from Drop Hill and a couple of others? I believe that's generally the feel. So, so my answer is a bit of a strange one. The hardest thing about COVID nineteen um, has been we're doing all of our meetings on Zoom. We're doing all of our communications on Slack. Yeah. And in our in our sports book office, sports bet office, there's such a great vibe. We play golf on that golf machine. Yeah, we've got a golf simulator. We've got a basketball net. Where, you know, we play shuffleboard. We do a lot of fun things together as a team. Mm -hmm. um, and COVID has just sort of it's hurt that vibe a little bit. Um, we've all had to work a lot harder to ensure that we still have that vibe because if you know if, if we're not optimistic and pragmatic amongst ourselves, then that may shine off onto our punters. And that's the last thing we want. Yeah. So that's been really hard, you know, and whether it be going out for a game of pool on a Friday night as a team or, you know, game of cricket or game of golf or just even watching the footy on the TV as a team, that, that, that COVID has really hurt that experience. Um, look, I think with all the vaccinations coming in, I think we're, we're, over, the, we're over the hill now. Um, it's still not great around the world but i think we're in the, the road to recovery here and um i'd say by the end of summer or going into september um the world should be back to somewhat of a bit of bit of normality but you know me for one i i can't wait to get out and and uh, we've got a box at arsenal we haven't used it yet we've got a box at southampton funny story Stu. so um when we we obviously signed with southampton and arsenal i said well i'd like to go along and check it out and they both uh, CEOs of Southampton and Arsenal said, oh, well, sorry, we can't get you in. It's not possible. And I said, there's always a way. <laughs> Two days later, <laughs> I was the assistant physiotherapist at Southampton.
Southampton and the bartender at the Arsenal <laughs> football stadium at the Emirates. And yeah. fun enough, I was on the working uh, roster and I was allowed to um, to pop in to go and uh, check it out. So, look, really, really good fun, both great clubs. And look, and a shout-out to Watford and Paul as well. We're, we're really so happy that Watford have, um, have won their last eight games in a row. I know my... Um, my bookmaker balance on, on other sites is certainly very happy that Watford have won the last eight games yeah. in a row as well, yeah. uh, and we're really hoping that Watford will go up. Now, obviously, we won't. We wouldn't be front of shirt next year on Watford because we've had to make a decision, and we've gone with Southampton. But um, having a little chat with them, I think I don't know if I, I won't say that because it might be commercially sensitive. But they, they'll be getting a new front of shirt. A company from within the crypto industry is looking at the front of shirt for Watford mm-hmm. because of what the big our Bitcoin talk players really took it under the wing. Yeah. You know, we put a Bitcoin logo on the sleeve of, a, of an EPL team. Who mm-hmm. in their right mind would be so stupid and silly to spend a million quid on putting a Bitcoin logo? We are. Yeah, and we have fun and we enjoy it. You know, we're part of the fabric of the community, and we want to give back. We want to get the Bitcoin noise out yeah. there and the message out there to the world. So, we had the ability to put that logo on the shirt, and we loved it. We loved doing it. We had the Bitcoin box, you know. So, oh, it's good. And and the um, the Southampton. Um LEDs. Oh, yes, oh, that's um, you know. Now we've got all the Cardano and Ethereum's and Bitcoin logos the on there. The funny thing about that is, you see these these journalists. They they tweet when they watch the Southampton home games, and they're like, "What is with this sports bet tweeting H O D L? Did they spell hold wrong? Because <laughs> they don't understand how how it works. It's like, no, we didn't. But okay, you've got your tweet out, champ. Yeah, but the good the good thing is the guys, the people who do know this that they feel closer to the brand because, yeah. you know, we don't mind taking the piss a little bit with what we're doing there. Yeah. We don't mind putting a few to the moons and, uh, yeah, yeah whatnot on, on the LEDs because it's um, it's good fun and it's, it's, it's good branding, obviously, I'm not going to lie, mm-hmm. but... We, we we take it with a bit of um, larrikinism, if I can say that, that we we enjoy making a bit of a mark. and Fun, fast and fair. Who was the guy that did the tweet with the Arsenal, the ex-player? Gary Lineker? Yes. Yeah, Gary Lineker. Yeah. Uh, well, Mr Lineker, I won't say any more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this may be ties. Uh, we started with the COVID uh, question, so Bitblast has... A question regarding where do you see S uh, Sportsbook in the next five years? Planning to surprise your players? Question mark. Oh, we always plan to surprise our players. And um, uh, one thing I'm looking at the moment is Z Run, Z E D dot Run. It's an NFT of horses and you have four bloodlines and so you can buy your when the horses breed you can then buy your horse and you can actually run them and the, the, the horse racing is done on twitch so you've got all the data about the hundred points of data about a horse put them in the race you can do the odds obviously automatically it's an rng horse race but then people pay to enter the horse race then you can win a real prize pool wow. but then you can actually own the horse and you can buy and sell them on OpenSea.io. but you can actually own that horse and then what we want to do is start up a sports bet syndicate. We want to start buying up these horses. And um, another one for the CFO to get a bit worried about. But we're going to do it. And, you know, we then want to um, own our horses, be a part of it, stream these horse races online, sponsor them. And, you know, we want to be at the forefront of 
what a sports book should be in the future. We don't want to just copy every other um, man and his dog out there because um, there's not much innovation in sports betting. So we like certainly taking a bit of a risk, and we don't mind failing. We don't like we don't mind mm. making mistakes, but we learn from them really, really quickly. And in my opinion, a sports book of the future, it needs to be about engagement and it needs to be about entertainment and our, our punters need to enjoy. So it's not just a place you go to put your bet on and then leave and go and do something else. Mm-hmm. We want to have live streaming. We want to have club talks. Like you go to the pub talking to your mates, talking about your bad beats, you know? Mm-hmm. If I had 20 cents for every man who got a bad beat in poker, my God. Oh, man, City last night lost to Leeds with 10 men. Yes, 2-1 in that last minute, they got yeah. a goal. Crazy. Um, but so I think the site needs to become its own entertainment, that it's like watching a game show nearly, that you're, it's like dialing into the telly or Netflix, you can jump on and you're going to half an hour on sports, but that you might have not put a bet on, you're going there to watch the AMA with Brett Lee and Tandorka. Mm-hmm. You're going to go and take part in this, you're going to read your football results here, you're going to get your live scores here. Everything you need to do about sport can be done from this, this circle of influence, a circle of what's on sports bet, and if you want to put a bet on, you're more than welcome to. We're there to take mm-hmm. the action. But it's not the absolute focus of what the sports book needs to be moving forward. So we're, we're looking at those advancements in uh, in the blockchain industry, um, you know, different coins that we can accept, um, different NFT stuff. If we can put some horse racing in and do it, this is, I think I think it'd be super popular in Japan, um, quite uh, honestly. But yeah, well, what we we need to work at a name of the sports bet's first horse that we're going to buy. Shout out, guys! If you're watching this, pick a name for a horse. And the most popular horse name we will name, or Tim will name, when he buys this horse syndicate thingy. Yeah, and then yeah. but then the guys can jump in and put some money and own the shares in our horse yeah, running join, on the blockchain. Join yeah. in a horse. Big blast! Get in there, mate. Turpy, get, 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 get all over there. it. Cog, get in there. Cog, mate, we want Cog, you in there. in there. We want to we want to be part of the action as well with you guys. This is going to be fantastic. Slissy, Jopil, get in there. We can do this. Um, so just quickly, um, we'll just quickly Costa Lotta. She can bring us up to speed on what sort of questions we're getting to come in at the moment. Is Mr. There... Power, you're in. You're part of the horse, the syndicate. Don't worry about okay. that. Lotta, is there any um, any themes that you're seeing in the in the chat at the moment, or are they all logged off because me and Tim are talking shit? <laughs> well, there's a lot of unanswered questions. Uh, yeah. COVID, uh, crypto. Um, Future plans, any plans to sponsor a Formula One team? That'll keep you happy. And if you we're actually going to get a box at the Monaco um, Formula One um, with our live dealer software, the Bombay Club. Um, we want to go around and have that box and have an environment that um, come to the F1 have a big poker tournament on the Friday night. We've got an in with some of the drivers who play cards. Mika Hakkinen. Mika Hakkinen, his mates as well, his F1 mates. So we've got a guy that's been working with us and we reckon if we can have a box just in the Friday night, have a great cash game, have a few drinks, play with the F1 drivers, that would be a sports bet experience of a lifetime that you couldn't buy. And um, I, for one, would be very happy to participate in this. I think Stu might be up and it might be, Robbo might be in there as well for a little look. Martin might pop by to say good day. And uh, (laughs) we could be the little drinks waiter. (laughs) Um, 
But interestingly, so Bet Piece or a sport piece of the Kenyan facing site, they mm-hmm. sponsored Team India last year. Yeah. Um, and I don't know exactly how it worked out for them. And then now Crypto.com are sponsoring a Formula One team. I forget which one. Aston Martin. Aston Martin, yeah. yeah. Um, and look, guys, if if you think it's a good idea, we're up for it. Um, like it's, again, we just need to understand, you know, what that reach is and how that F1 will be. But I personally, you know, might be good, but it might be better having a box at every one of the F1s and having that Friday night poking game with a few of the drivers. That might yeah. be an even more greater experience there as well. Absolutely. So um, certainly opportunities here. In regards, oh, so no, no, I was going to say, there's one question coming from um, Deadly here, an important one. How are we going to improve the clubhouse reward system? Everyone um, thinks it can be improved. Guys, the way we like to build software, we like to get it out there. We don't need to be perfect from day one. We get out there at 80%. We start. We get your feedback, what you think will improve it, and then we build it. Because, again, it's not us thinking what we want to see and how we want to do it. We need that feedback from you guys. Now, just saying it's shit, that's good, and we appreciate the feedback, but tell us what we can improve because we want to listen to what you're saying and then how we can improve it. But quite simply, the more you play, the more we pay is the bottom line so you know if we need to rejig it it might be some of the milestones might be a signed arsenal shirt or a signed southampton or get the bitcoin box at watford um yeah. with 10 of your mates and uh, go to the pub for fish and chips and a few beers might be a different type of inv- event but we're happy to do this we've got the merchandise we've got the opportunities there but we need the feedback from you guys to tell us what we should improve and don't be silly about it don't say you know just give us free spins because you know there's like it's raining because let's be practical Mm -hmm. but let's make it put yourself in in our shoes and how we should do it um and and make it work you know we're still going to pay for electricity and whatnot so it can't be something stupid or silly but give us that feedback that we can all improve together and if it's fun, fast, and fair for everyone, then I'm more than happy to do it. So we need your feedback. Yeah. I think that the, the key takeout of that is the Bitcoin Talk Forum. A couple of weeks ago, Steve, po- or a couple of months ago, Steve posted a, 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 a question on there. What do you want next on the uh, a sports book platform? It was something like a, a request a bet. It was a community chat. There was something else. And one of the most popular options was uh, community chat. And um, fast forward a few months, this is where we are. There it is. So, Club talk for the win. Yeah. Club talk for the win. So, yeah, it, it can't happen overnight. It's like if anyone as old as me remembers the ad Pantene with Rachel Hunter, New Zealand supermodel back in the 90s. Pretty hot. Pretty hot. The, her, when she was putting the Pantene in the hair on this advert, she goes, it's not going to happen overnight, but it will happen. It will happen. Uh, and that's what we're going to try to do. You guys are using the site. You guys uh, run the site, basically. Tell us what it is, and we'll try to get it in. Club talk for the win. I agree 100%. And I like this one here. <laughs> Here's a potential horse name for us. Moon Express from Brocky. Moon? Oh, I Moon, Moon Express. Yep. And Moon Express coming down the races. <laughs> Two legs out, running down. Oh, the hell is he? What a zelade. Looney Moonies. Looney Moonies. <laughs> All right, speaking of betting, um, uh, off-branded is uh, chucked in the old, what's your favourite sport to bet on? To you, obviously, but we're just coming off the Formula 1. So mine is Formula 1. But Tim, what is yeah. your favourite sport? I follow Stu's bets on Formula 1. He does a share of bet, and I always bet on that. And... Um, 
it hasn't worked out that well, Stu. <laughs> Red Bull will win one day, will they? One day. It's going to rain in Hungary, trust me. I'm looking at the Norwegian forecast. Yeah, put 20 bucks on, Tim. Yeah, go for your life. I said, I said that win. I didn't say it going to be this. Yeah, this year. <laughs> um, my favourite one to bet on, Australian football by far. Um, and if anyone else likes watching, I know um, Ivanenko is a big Aussie rules punter with us. Um, mm. Don't bet on Geelong against Melbourne um, today. It was a shit game. It was terrible. But uh, it was better against Hawthorne's Tuesday team last week. But I'm on the Australian football, um, on the Cats. Um, I always like to put a few bucks on Southampton and Arsenal. Um, Flamingo as well and Watford. Um, but I never really got into the tennis betting. Um, like to, but yeah, I'm, I'm more the bigger events um, type punter. Though sometimes um, the cricket... Definitely put a I put some money on RCB to win the championship yeah. at uh, Honest Joe Sportsbook the other day. Uh, got good 10 deal. to 1 on them, which is good. And they had a fantastic win yeah, on no, Friday yeah, night. No, I thought they were gone and uh, they were gone for all money. I think when uh, Maxwell went out on about 30 or 40 odd runs, and then was it De Villiers? Yeah, yeah. He came yeah, in, yeah. he made 50 odd. Yeah, he, he's a gun. Yeah, he's a gun. He's been a gun for a long time. If anyone time. doesn't like De Villiers, you just. Shouldn't be watching cricket. But you know, he could have played rugby for South Africa as well. And he was also and field hockey and tennis. He was that much the family of the Davilis was such good from sportsmen that um but we're lucky that he's played cricket and provided entertainment. But he is South African, so I don't like him. Oh, have a good cut. Oh, okay, there's a couple questions in here. I'm happy to keep going for a bit, Stu, yeah, if you guys are. Uh, one minute. <laughs> one minute? Well, we've got the Arsenal game coming up. But, um, hey, Stu, any free bets for Arsenal game? I think there should be. I reckon there should be. Lotto, anything we can organise for the guys on Club Talk for uh, free bets? Yeah, I'm sure we can organise some free bets. 0.5 millibit. 0.25, 1 milli bit. Are you going to spend all that money? What's it going to be? Lotta, make it rain on Club Talk. <laughs> make it rain for the Moon Express. <laughs> the Moon Express. <laughs> Moony, Moony. Watch out. 1 milli Bitcoin free bet for everyone on Club Talk. Wow. Wow. Okay. 1 milli bit. So we will... Um, We'll fix it up after. So if you have um, participated in the question this evening, you'll get a one million Bitcoin free bet after this telecast finishes sometime on Tuesday. I mean, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll fix it up. Uh, what we got here? So there's a lot of questions about eSports. Um, yeah. Okay, it's nine o'clock, so we'll go into the esports. So, last three questions. Can we do the last three questions? No, last one. No, a couple, last one. couple more. Um, so, esports. So, Tim, what's your views on esports moving forward, etc., etc.? I, I like sports with a ball in them. Yeah. That's why I've grown up, but I will understand and recognize that there's a shift in culture. Great story. We were down in Kiev um, at the CS, was it the Dota Championships? Yeah. And we've gone to the, the Olympic Stadium where it was, and there's 25,000 people in there, and I'm watching with a few of our guys who love their CSGO and their Dota, mm -hmm. and something happened, and the whole 25,000, yeah, <laughs> you got these four guys at the front, yeah, fantastic. I said, to, the game, I said yeah. to Henry, what the fuck just happened there? He goes, oh, he threw an amazing spell. I thought, oh, I must have missed it. <laughs> an amazing spell. Amazing spell. Wow. Um, my my, I don't understand it. I don't play. I was a poker player online back in the day. I never got into the CS:GO and the and the Dota and whatnot. But I appreciate it's an extremely and rapidly 
uh, growing sports vertical. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of people out there, especially a lot of our guys, love playing Dota, love playing CSGO. Um, what's that? Rain- the Rainbows, another one? What's a few of the other good ones? Oh, Le- 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 yeah, Call of Duty, League of, Duty, League of Duty. LOL. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's, LOL. Some, there's some great ones. We're actually sponsoring. Um, we're actually... Sp- oh, you can back them. Will you come back? I'll keep going or I'll come back. I'd love to. Okay. I haven't seen the hecklers in the crowd. <laughs> in the crowd, all right. Um, so just a minute from the esports. Yes, it's something we, we really want to um, improve our offering for the guys. My issue with esports: there's no FIFA, there's no governing body who's going to look after esports worldwide. Yeah. How do we stop the fraud going on in tournaments? You know, mm-hmm. we don't have that that overriding, but not to say FIFA, the least most corrupt, the least corrupt um, organisation yeah. in the world. But you've got that body who regulates in integrity of the sport we're happy to offer odds on sports with the results the integrity of the sport is there if we can't control that we don't want to be taken advantage of we're a fun fast and fair book you know mm-hmm. the odds are there we'll take it so as it grows we certainly will improve it i do like this e-fifa and e-tennis and e-nba i think that's been a fantastic COVID hit um and and it certainly a good, it was a good filler when there wasn't the the live stuff to have the e the e-sport yeah the e-fifa out there i mean i i'd love to see potentially an e-fifa league between our punters jumping on themselves and playing forget the rest of the world let's just build our community and have our punters and have a league there that you can play other guys from club talk from the mm-hmm. clubhouse so Maybe that's the way to do it. But yeah, very open mind and very onto it. Just make sure that the integrity of the sport is done correctly. Then very happy to take bigger bets on it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Totally agree. A uh, couple of questions to finish up on. Obviously, the uh, the sponsorship we have a sports bet is very football heavy at the moment. Yep. Are you looking at other sports potentially, or is this the strategy? The this strategy thing? moving forward, I think foot, the global football footprint with the EPL and with the with the Flamingo in South America. That's we need the world to know that they can trust us as a bookmaker, especially your crypto and your bookmaking. There's we need to be able to say this is who we are, this is what we're doing. Um, you can bet with us, and you'll be assured if you when you get paid. Mm-hmm. So now we've built that up there now we're looking for clubhouse legends to be our ambassadors so i want to get the brian lara i want to get the michael jordan i want to get the andre agassi mm-hmm. i want to get the wayne gretzky you know i want to look at in which sport you know whether it be gary abler or brendan favola in the, in the footy in australian footy mm-hmm. who from brendan mccullum from cricket from new zealand the tennis players the um mm-hmm. kaya canopy from the estonian no, Annette, what's the net uh Contavit. well we'll have her as an ambassador yeah. no problem um, even Baruto, who's uh, one of our um, ambassadors for Japan, you know, he was the second best sumo wrestler in Japan, and he speaks perfect Japanese still. And I, when I shook his hand, he was about hitting the ceiling. Is that tall? He nearly crushed my hand. <laughs> oh, that, one of the questions is, how was meeting Baruto from Off Branded? Uh, uh, amazing, amazing experience. And um, so he, he crushed my hand. He's got a farm out in the countryside in Australia. He's in his own dojo. And he's invited us there, and he's a lovely, funny bloke. And he goes, first, dojo is where you, you practice your sumo wrestling. 
I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I've already then got the Komodo on and go yeah. and wrestle him. But he, <laughs> he said to me, we're going to have a big barbecue. First we need to pat the cows and then we can eat them. So yeah. I think he would eat a truckload of food. But um, lovely guy. He's actually building a restaurant. We've been in a casino in Tallinn um, called the Bombay Club. And um, one of the restaurants, it's going to be Baruto's Kitchen. So looking forward to eating some sushi with, uh, with uh, Kaido. Lovely, lovely bloke. So... Well, speaking of things that go on behind the scenes, there's a couple of questions here. How many people are behind sports bet? And also, are there any women involved in, in the sports bet um, setup, or is it just some guy sitting around talking about sport? Talking shit <laughs> the whole time. Um, so in the, the coin gaming group in total, we have 540 employees. Um, we have offices in Tallinn, Tartu, Kiev, Manila, Melbourne, Perth, Darwin, London, Sao Paulo. So nine offices around the world. And part of my job as the ex-CEO, not the CEO, the, the former CEO, mm -hmm. is to travel around every, every office and say g'day. So I'm a terrible and difficult job and um, yeah, really hard. Um, but yeah, and I would nearly say, and probably a lot of you might know, I'd say there's more women in coin gaming than there are men. Uh, we're actually more or less 40-60, so 40% women. 40% women, 60% men. And, um, Is that due to the development? Yeah, we yeah. have big, big developers. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of developers are the guys with the bottle of Diet Coke Zero have, and sit in a dark room. Well. Yeah, yeah. Let's, not, let's not forget them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 um, definitely yeah. more men. Yeah, and I think we have 37 nationalities within the company, um, more or less, yeah, 37. And, um, yeah, it's good fun, but we all our main working language is obviously English. But, um, yeah, we have a few Google Translate moments here and there on Slack, which is always fun. <laughs> which makes uh, working from home in such a multicultural uh, company really challenging at some stage because a lot can get lost in text. Yep. Whereas the the context in the text yep, being the context. written, whereas you actually, and I always say, just pick up the bloody phone and call and talk and do a Zoom call and actually see the, 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 the emotions of the person to understand the context of what's mm. being delivered. So it's tough during this COVID time to do it, but um, we're, we're doing our best and everyone mm. takes that step up and, you know, so it's good. Yep. So what we got here? Um... Guts. Guts. <laughs> some of us want want to finish. Some of us want to keep going. But I think we'll take a couple more questions and then we'll um, get on to the Arsenal game. Oh yes, because uh, the Arsenal game's up. Come so. On, people, you're fucking bad. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what we got left here? So let me just check. Uh... We'll, we'll Arsenal win tonight. Yeah. A better bloody win, yeah, not yeah. get a goal considered yeah. the ninety third minute again. Cost me plenty. Oh, doesn't it? Yeah. And then we got uh... last question for the session. Oh, last question for the session. Let's have a look. Oh, what's what's eighty? All time high. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, so let's go back to where it all started. Let's go to Bitcoin. Um, so, Tim, what is your prediction for all-time high of Bitcoin moving forward? It's just hit $60,000 again. It will hit a hundred by the end of the year. Or maybe it won't. I've got no bloody idea, people. <laughs> how, how on earth can I be the oracle of what it's going to hit? All I can suggest is don't just hodl. Get it moving around in the economy. Send out, find five friends and send them all 20 bucks each and say, check this out. 
get them onto it because the more people start using it, the more we can take over the world and get rid of archaic bullshit banking systems. Yeah. Go and find five mates and say, I'm going to send you. In fact, I'll, I'll be careful with the CFR now, but I'll, if you find them and bring them, I'll give that 20 bucks. I can't say that because fraud will happen. Just get out there. If you have a win, share your bet and have a win. Yeah. Then go and find five mates and give them all twenty bucks each and say, "Come and check out sports." But they're good blokes and good chicks, and they like punting and they like sport, they like football and they like a bet and they like a beer. What more can you ask for in your gambling environment, your gambling house? You know. Exactly. But we've all got to help try and broaden that spectrum of Bitcoin usage. You've got to spend Bitcoin. You've got to receive Bitcoin. And then that way, the more people moving it, then the price should naturally go up. But um, yeah, be a part of the community, jump on your Bitcoin talk and just make sure we're inclusive. Uh, we're bringing more people into the Bitcoin world because it's a fun world to be in. And there's good people in the community, I reckon, you know, so we, we, we enjoy it and we enjoy being a part of that. So that's a very good uh time to finish up on this ama ask me anything with tim i couldn't have said it better myself thanks too thanks lotta martin Lo lexi vlad cadry yeah. joe cut <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the uh one milli bitcoin free bet for the punters joe we'll get them out soon yeah. off the go yeah. oh thanks lotta yes yeah from my pocket yeah uh, thank you and um guys just for me um Thanks for being a part of Sportsbet. Thanks for making it what it is today. We're here to help give you a better experience, and um, we want to be Bet366. We will keep working our ass off to get there, but let's have fun along the way. Make it fun, fast, and fair, and um, I'm sure we can enjoy ourselves all together. Um, that, that, that clubhouse banter and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and talking bad beats and whatnot, and enjoy <laughs> being a part of the Bitcoin from the crypto community, and um, I hope to see you all at a VIP event in the near future, and we'll have a bit of fun. Absolutely. Good. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.